It's our privilege to make these messages available to you. We pray that the Word of God will richly bless you. So let's get right into the Word with Pastor Rusty Martin. Hallelujah. In your Bibles, let's go back to where we left off last week, 2 Chronicles 20. You don't want to go and rehearse in its entirety, everything we preach, but we want to use it to jump off into what we have this morning. Amen? Praise God. Second Chronicles 20. Well, just to review a little bit, a great army came up against Israel and Judah. Actually, Judah and Jerusalem. The nation had been divided at that time. They called. They did the right thing. The Bible says in verse 4 that he, Jehoshaphat set himself to seek the Lord. Amen? There are times in life you better set yourself to seek the Lord. I said there are times in life you better set yourself to seek the Lord. He's your only answer. Amen. And uh, they stood and began to pray, began to cry out to God. They made a declaration at the end of their prayer. They said, we thank you that, that thou will hear and help. Everybody say, hear and help. You know, that's exactly what God wants to do. He, he wants to hear your prayer. He wants to help you. Amen. And then he began to lay out the problem and all of that. And uh, verse 14, now the answer begins to manifest in, in verse 14. He says, Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mahatna, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. It said, And he said, Hearken ye all of Judea, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Ought to get a better amen than that. For the battle is not yours but God's. I don't know what kind of battle you're in this morning. You need to get out of it and get into the victory. Amen. People say, I'm fighting to get into the victory. You don't have to. The victory's already been given to you. We fight our fight of faith from the standpoint of victory. We don't try to get into the victory. We fight from the standpoint of victory. So there's no reason to try to believe God for the victory. You've already got it. I said you've already got it. Now that's one of the problems with a lot of believers. Uh, they, they exhaust their faith trying to get God to give them something that He's already given them. Or they exhaust their faith trying to defeat an already defeated foe. Somebody said one time, well, I think, we need to, I think we need to defeat the devil. No, he's already defeated. We just need to demonstrate it. I said we just need to live like he's defeated. We need to live like he's under our feet. We need to live like we're the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. Amen? We need to live like what the Word of God says about us. And that's not a life or a lifestyle of always trying to get God to do something for us. He's already done it for us in Christ. Now, this situation paints a, a beautiful type and shadow of redemption. I'll show it to you here. It says, the battle is not yours but God's. Now, what they were facing was an overwhelming obstacle, something they could not defeat. With all of their army, with all of their military might, let me put it this way, they had to have God. They had to have God. You know, a lot of people get into that place in their life where they have to have God, and they still don't respond to God. But thank God you've responded to him. I said, thank God you've responded to him. But now you have to understand how he operates, amen? 
Now notice what he says. He says, the battle is not yours but God's. And immediately when he says that, he begins to instruct them. Now notice. He says, tomorrow you'll go down against them. Behold, thus you'll come up the cliff of Ziz. You shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves. Stand ye still. See the salvation of the Lord, O, Jeru o Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, be, uh, nor be dismayed tomorrow. Go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Well, wait a second, God. Didn't you just say the battle was yours? See, that's a lot of people, they'll hear that phrase. Well, the battle's the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. Well, I just think I'll go on vacation. Let God do all the fighting. The battle is the Lord's. The no, no, you got to understand that the battle was God's. God's fixing to show us there was a supernatural deliverance that took place, but they had to play their part, just like you have to play your part. Oh, I ought to get a better amen than that. Sasa, I said this last week. It didn't go over very big at all, so I'll try it again this week. God doesn't bless lazy. Let me try that again. God doesn't bless lazy. He doesn't bless lazy in the natural. He doesn't bless lazy in the spirit. That means bless God, get, get busy in both. Get busy in the natural, get busy in the spirit. Don't live a lazy life. Listen, if you go and study what the book of Proverbs says about being lazy, you, you wouldn't be lazy. The Bible says consider the ant. You ever consider the ant? I tell you, if it wasn't for, what's it called, uh, 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 Mal Mal Malathon or Diazanon, the ants would take over the world. Has anybody ever fought ants around here? I'm telling you, you kill a mound there and you think I've got them beat, and then the next day there's three mounds around it. You're like, what did I do? Oh, they're busy guys, amen? Everybody say, I'm busy. And then all the different things that God told them. Now look at verse, uh, uh, what is it there, verse uh, 19, 18. It says, Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, and uh, fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Now, they haven't, the victory's not, not been determined yet. There's, the army's still there. They're still alive. They're still armed. They're still ready to defeat Judah and Jerusalem. But they began to worship. I said, they began to worship. You have to learn to worship before you get the answer. Let me try that again. You must learn to worship before you get the answer. That's what faith does. Faith worships before the answer manifests. Now notice what I didn't say. I didn't say that faith worships before the answer comes. You say, why? Because the answer has already come. His name is Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Say it again. Say it like you love him. That's a little better. Amen. Now, notice here. It says, and they rose up early in the morning. There was probably a few said, well, I'm going to sleep in. No, that doesn't work. They rose up early in the morning, went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear, hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. Everybody say, believe in the Lord your God. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. How many want to be established? Established relates to foundation established uh, being established relates to structure and I like this being established relates to not being moved say so what do you mean by not being moved don't be moved 
He said, well, the doctor said, don't be moved by what the doctor said. He said, well, the banker said, don't be moved. Say, they're laying off at the job. Don't be moved. Amen. Don't be moved. You're established in God. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Mm-mm-mm. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets. Believe the pastor, so shall you prosper. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went before the, as they went before the army. Say what? As they went before the army to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Now, can you see this? That's not good military strategy. You send special ops. You get your, who, who is it? The, you get your green berets. You get your SEAL teams. Then you send in the airborne. Then you come in with the artillery and your air support. Then you send in the infantry to clean it all up. But nobody sends the praise team. Wouldn't that look funny if the government came around, they pulled up at Island Church, says, you know, we're going to recruit. We've got a big battle fixing to happen in Afghanistan. So what we want, uh, 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 now you veterans, sit down. All you men with experience, sit down. All you military men, sit down. Let's get the praise team. People would say, you're out of your mind. Well, everybody always says that when God gets involved. But the good news is you can be out of your mind and be in Christ. Amen. Amen. So the singers, everybody say the singers. Out they went. They're worshiping God. Praise the Lord for His mercy and endureth forever. Now, when they begin to sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushment, ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Sarah, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Sarah utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Sarah, everyone helped to destroy another. Now, now we read that, but we don't, we don't literally understand the fullness of what it says. Amplified says it like this. They were self-slaughtered. Now, now come on, you've got to see this picture. Here's two massive armies. Some Bible theologian says it could have been as many as a million soldiers. That's a bunch of people. They covered an entire valley, and they covered an entire hillside. And all of a sudden, one group got mad at the other group and started killing the other group. And when they finished killing the other group, they started killing each other. I don't think you're getting this. You say, what do you mean? It had to come down to two people where there was two left. How come they couldn't have looked around and said, what are we doing? Everyone was dead. Everyone was dead. You're, 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 missing, you're missing this. Everyone was dead. No seals. No green beret. No airborne. No artillery. No infantry. Everyone's dead. And the way they died was they killed each other. Could you imagine witnessing that scene? I'll work on you a little more here in a minute. Amen. It says, and when Judah came toward the watch, the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude. One translation says they looked for the multitude. And behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. Total victory. Not one of them walked away. None escaped. None escaped. 
And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies, precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away, and they were three days in gathering the spoil. It was so much. Amplified says, let me read in the Amplified. It says, Jehoshaphat and his people came to take the spoil and found among them much cattle, goods, garments, and precious things which they took for themselves more than they could carry away. So much they were three days, three days, three days, three days in gathering the spoil. Now see, this was a natural victory. Everybody say natural victory. Always remember the Old Testament was written for us, but the New Testament is written to us. Amen. And the problem is, is we look at this and we think, oh, I wish I would have been there. Yeah, I would have got a bunch of jewels. I would have got me some cattle. I would have got me some changes of raiment. I would have been so happy I would have had so much stuff. See, we look at things in the natural, not realizing that a greater victory has been wrought for us. I say a greater victory has been wrought for us. Our problem is we've been lazy when it comes to picking up the spoil. I said we've been lazy when it comes to picking up the spoil. And church, we're going to have to realize that the devil doesn't need to be defeated. He's already defeated. Redemption doesn't have to be completed. It's already been completed. Jesus doesn't have to be enthroned in heaven. He's already seated at the right hand of the Father. The blood doesn't have to be poured on the mercy seat. It's already on the mercy seat. All we have to do as believers is go out and pick up the spoil. Now, now go to the book of Colossians. Let me show you. Let's tie this to the new covenant. Colossians chapter 2. Let me begin in verse Let's begin in verse 13. Colossians chapter 2 verse 13. Now notice this. It says in you being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh hath. Now notice that word hath. Everybody say hath. Now what is hath? Does anybody know? It is a past tense word. Now, as you, as you study Scripture relevant to you and relevant to our covenant that we have in Christ, you will find that everything in there is past tense. Hath. Hath. Amen? You that are believing God for healing, to pick up the spoil of healing. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2.24 that, that, that uh, he bore our own sins in his body on the tree by whose stripes ye were healed. I said ye were healed. That word were is past tense. So if you were healed, that means you are healed. That means I am healed. I said if you were healed, then you are healed. That means I am healed. If you were healed, that means I, I, I am. I mean, I, I get my phrase mixed. If you were healed, that means you are healed. That means I am healed. We talked about going to wonderful healing crusades. Great numbers. I was in Catherine Kuhlman meetings as a little boy. I was in a Brother, uh, brother uh, Hagen's meetings. I've been in Brother Oral Roberts' meetings. I've been on, sat on the platform on Brother Benny Hinn's meetings. Listen, you go to those wonderful meetings, thank God for them. You may be healed, but you may not be healed. But you may be healed, but you may not be healed. But you may be healed, but you may not be healed. But this is not a maybe. I said, we're not talking about a maybe. 
We're talking about an absolute sure thing where you can go out and pick up the spoil that belongs to you in Christ, the spoil of salvation, the spoil of baptism in the Holy Ghost, the spoil of healing, the spoil of prosperity, the spoil of peace, deliverance, righteousness. What do you need from God? It's up to you to go pick it up. Having forgiven all your trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Now look at verse 15. This is, I love this. And having spoiled, and having spoiled, and having spoiled principality and power, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. A few moans, a couple of amens, a couple of groans. See, the prob- that's our problem. We live, the Bible calls this day. Everybody say this day. Everybody remember over in uh, Psalms, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, a day can mean a, day can mean a 24-hour period of time. You realize that. But, you know, Jesus said in John chapter 16, he said, in that day, speaking of another day, which is the day we live in, we, all, we use it all the time, don't we? We talk about back in the day. Now, you're not talking about a specific day. You're talking about a specific time. People talk, talk about, uh, uh, I've heard old-timers talk about living during the Depression, back in the day of the Depression. That was a period of time in which our nation was in Depression. Well, I want you to know, this is the day. I said, this is the day. This is the day the Lord has made. And I got a weak amen on Sunday morning. No, this is the day the Lord has made. And I will what? I will what? I will what? I will rejoice and be glad in it. Now notice, having spoiled principalities and powers. Who's this talking about? We can say it like this. Jesus spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now I looked at several. Listen to Amplified. God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them, triumphing over them in the cross. One of these may touch you here in a minute. He disarmed the principalities and powers that oppressed us. He rid himself of all the powers of evil. The dominions and powers, he ruled, he robbed them of their prey. He drew the sting of all the powers raged against us. Any power Satan and his comrades had over us, they were broken by Jesus. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through downtown eternity. Amen. You've got to begin to realize this victory that God has given us in Christ is so complete, is so powerful, is so wonderful, is worth walking in, is worth living in, but you've got to become like one of those individuals back in Jehoshaphat's day that's got a lot of praise in you, got a lot of worship in you, and is willing to go out and pick up the spoil that belongs to you. Amen. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Now, where a lot of people have issues with this. 
because we're looking for something to touch, something to feel, something to see, something to hear. But God's put on, he's laid this all up in the spirit realm for us. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's just begin verse 1 there. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Galveston. Anybody in Galveston this morning? To the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you in peace. From God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, here we go again, here we go again, hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now let me get down here and meddle a little bit. See, we cry, God bless me, Lord bless me, I need your blessing. That's not scriptural. It's not scriptural. Amen. I mean, people got more excited about the prayer of Jabez, which asked for blessing, than they do about Ephesians 1.3 that says we're already blessed. So you don't pray the prayer of Jabez? Why? It's been answered in Christ. I said it's been answered in Christ. I mean, people had their J-Bass t-shirts, their J-Bass coffee cups, their J-Bass this, all the preachers were preaching it. And I got up and preached a message and everybody got mad. But I'm telling you, the Bible says he hath, 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 hath. He's already done it. He's already blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Now, see, that's well, brother, I tell you, you can't pay no light bill with something spiritual. <laughs> Amen. See, that's where people miss it right there. Yes, you can. You can actually own the light company if you're willing to pick up the spoil. Come on, church. Everything that God gives us. Now, let's begin back at the beginning. You say, what do you mean? Do you think all this that we just evolved, you know, from the goo to the zoo to you, and then we made up God? That's what they're trying to tell us these days. That what's really in you is a God gene. Every human being has it. And what it does, it affects your mind. If you let it affect your mind, it will affect your mind so you won't be fearful at death. You'll think there's a God. But i got a problem with that. You say, what is that? I've experienced too much of Him. I've been in His presence. I've seen His mighty hand. I've seen His miracle working power. I've seen the sick healed. I've seen the lost, those undone and without God, get saved and their life be radically changed. I've seen Christians empowered by the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues and prophesy. I've seen the gifts of the Spirit in operation. There's too much evidence out there. You don't have a God gene. You have a redeemed Savior who raised us up with Him and causes us to sit with Him in heavenly places in Christ. But everything we have in the natural, its origin was the Spirit. God sat in the Spirit and said, and God said, and it was so. And God said, and it was good. And God said, and it was so. Everything that exists in the material realm found its origin in the Spirit realm. So God has done what? He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where? In heavenly places. You say, what do you mean in heavenly places? I can't get to heavenly places. Yes, you can. I can't get to heavenly places. Yes, you can. That's why we're here to teach you this today. So that you can get to the place in your life where you can begin to pick up what God hath already supplied for you. That he's laid it up in a place where the devil can't steal it. Come on, church. 
Light it up where religion can't steal it from you. Light it up where no matter what nation you live in, you can get it. No matter what position on the planet you find yourself, you can still tap into God's spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Salvation is yours. Healing is yours. Baptism, this is all the spoil that Jesus left us. Now let me say this. God did not save you the day you got saved. God saved you 2,000 years ago when Jesus rose from the dead, ascended in the heaven, and poured his blood on the mercy seat of God. From that point on, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God has exclusively included all of the world in that. Healing. You don't get healed. Well, my pain left my body. I just got healed. No, you got healed 2,000 years ago. When he took stripes upon his back, 40 stripes, 49 minus 1 for mercy, 39 stripes laid upon his back to purchase for you healing. It's part of the spoil. Prosperity. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians that Jesus took our poverty so that we through him might be abundantly supplied. Part of the spoil. I said it's part of the spoil. I heard a guy the other day was giving a testimony and he's talking about when he got saved, how he sought God for three days to save him. He said, for three days I sought God. Three days I sought God. Three, he said, finally after three days, somebody gave him some information on how to get saved. He thought, I wish I'd have known that earlier. I wouldn't have been seeking God for three days. He said, why? Because God is a now God. I said, God is a now God. God wants you healed now. God wants you prospering now. God wants you delivered now. The problem is, we said it last week, so don't get mad at me. The problem is we're lazy. Now, what if you'd have been lazy back in Jehoshaphat's day? You say, well, you know, all them guys are dead. Boy, them are some nice-looking cattle. Man, I see some jewels. There's some nice watches down there, nice changes of clothes. Hey, would you mind picking me up some? You think anybody did that for somebody? What'd they say, what would they have said? Go get your own. Amen? Go get your own. That's what I've been trying to teach people for 33 years. Go get your own. I said, go get your own. You say, why? It's there for the taking. I said, it's there for the taking. And when you begin to realize the protocol necessary, you say, what is the protocol? We saw it in Jehoshaphat. He began to worship God before he had anything. Then he got the praisers and the singers, and they went out before. You've got to make a decision to begin to look into the Word of God, see what belongs to you, and begin to worship and thank God and give praises unto his name until what you need manifests in your life. Now, now let me help you here a little bit. The Spirit of God moved pretty good in the, in the uh, early service along these lines. And sometimes we have to low-dose those guys, you know. You'll get that later. <laughs> Isaiah 12, 3, you don't have to turn there. It says, therefore with joy sh shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Everybody say with joy. joy. Everybody say with joy. joy. Now our problem is... We have connected our happiness to our joy. Amen? Now, if you came to me with a report, a documented report, you say, well, you know, Pastor, I'm going to give you a cashier's check on Tuesday when the bank opens for about $150 million. 
and I knew that you were a person that had means like that. You gave me a letter from your banker. Dear Mr. Martin, Tuesday morning when our bank opens at 10 o'clock, please be in my office for I have a cashier's check for you for $150 million. Amen. Well, a lot of people would think that would make you happy. But in reality, that's not happiness. Your expression that you manifest because of that is not happiness, it's joy. You say, now why would it be joy? Well, it's joy because you hadn't received it yet, you just got information on it. Let me try that again. It would be joy because you've not received. Now, happy come. When does happy come? It comes at 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning. But joy will get you to happy. I said joy will get you to happy. Now, I can see those guys going up over that mountain and begin to worship, begin to praise the Lord, and joy begin to come on. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank God. The army's behind us. We're worshiping. That means God's going to fight this battle. And they begin to witness. I guarantee you. They be, and then all of a sudden, what happened? Happy came when they realized, hey, there's cattle down there. Hey, there's jewels down there. Hey, there's precious stones. Let's go get it. Whew, off they went. The Bible says, what is our strength? What is our strength? The joy of the Lord is our strength. And a lot of people are lazy because they don't have strength. And they don't have joy. They don't have the joy of the Lord because they haven't read the document telling them to be in the office at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Let me try that again. They haven't read the document telling them to be at the office at 10 o'clock in the morning. You've got the document. Here. You want your cure for cancer? Here it is right here. You want your hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars? There it is right there. You want your deliverance from any addiction? There it is right there. Do you want, what, what do you want? What do you need from God? It's already been supplied for you. You ought to have some joy because of that. Amen. Amen. Now, joy is manifested. You say, what do you mean? You come up and say, do you have joy? Oh, I got joy. Well, you ain't got no joy. Amen. Joy manifests in laughter. Everybody say laughter. In singing. Everybody say in singing. And in dancing. Everybody say in dancing. Now, that's not some ballet dance or something. That, that you know, in the Old Covenant, they danced unto the Lord. In the New Covenant, you dance in the Spirit. My, my sister's here this morning. Uh, there was a couple, uh, well, family that went to our church back in... Uh, in Pasadena, Texas, and, 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 and Brother Kenneth Dunn was a big old guy. I guess, was he an Indian, some kind of Cherokee Indian or something like that? Big old fella. And he wasn't really a boisterous or anything like that. But man, when the Holy Ghost would start moving, he had this war hoop of a cry. Wow! And I tell you, he'd raise a hair on the back of your neck. And he would dance. I saw him one time. I was sitting on the front row. I was about a 10-year-old kid. He danced so hard in the spirit that his coattail stood straight out. Looked like a top spinning all around the front. So one time, his daughter and Cheryl were good friends, still are good friends. Cheryl asked Brother Dunn, how do you do that? How do you do that? And Brother Dunn told her this. Well, you just take one or two steps in the flesh. 
And see, that's what a lot of people don't realize about spiritual joy. Is sometimes you have to count it joy. And to count it joy means you're going to have to use your faith. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, there'll be times when you don't feel like laughing that you're just going to have to go ha, ha, ha and laugh. Lee and I have a parrot named Snoopy. Snoopy has picked up Leah's laugh. Because we have a house full of laughter at our house. And we're always laughing. And so we might be sitting at the table talking about something really serious. And Snoopy would just go, ha, 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 ha. She's got kind of a cackle, you know. <laughs> and Snoopy would just start doing that and doing that. And next thing we know, no, no, no matter how serious something we're talking about, we're just cracking up. Because he laughs, he goes, ah, ha, 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 let's go to church. Isn't that what he says? Ah, ha, ha, let's go to church. <laughs> so, you know, for years we, we, when Lee and I would travel, we would try to be in these meetings. There was a, a, a prophet of God has gone on to be with the Lord uh, named Brother Kenneth E. Hagan, and we would do our best to be in his what he called Holy Ghost meetings. And the Lord spoke to him and said, if you do not demonstrate the, the, the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, then it's going to be lost to a generation. And it's just about been lost. It's just about been lost, except for a few people, a few churches. And so uh, we would go to him, and, and more than, because he was known back in the days of healing for people being healed of cancer, for people getting out of wheelchairs, but, but we didn't see a lot of that. What we saw was a lot of laughter. And people would just get start laughing and get drunk in the Holy Ghost and laugh and get dry and laugh and just and we were around, we were around people that didn't like it. We said so we were around a few people that ah, that's not God that's just not God. But we saw some powerful manifestations of the healing power of God and the anointing of God touching people while they were laughing. Now. I would watch him because I'm a watcher, especially ministers that are anointed. And many times in many meetings, you could tell there was nothing there. I mean, it was dead as last year's bird's nest. I remember one particular morning we were there in St. Louis, Missouri. And he just got up and taught on prayer for an hour. Just taught on prayer. Taught on prayers. Prayers and acquired skill. Prayers and prayers that. Prayers this. And we're just sitting there. Then all of a sudden, he made some statement and then he just said this, well, ha, ha, ha. Wasn't nothing funny. No joke was told. Then he said it again. Then he said it again. And about the third time he said it, you could see the light of God come into his face. You could see the anointing come on him. Then he began to go around and minister that anointing, and people begin to laugh. People get, begin to have joy. And so I've heard people say this. They say, the joy move is over. I've heard people say this. The faith move is over. Who puts out these memos? <laughs> Amen. Who, who writes the memo that says, well, the healing movement's over? Well, we've had people heal, healed here in the past few weeks. We've had some dynamic healings. Got a great testimony back from Ireland of a dynamic healing. We're always hearing of these people being, no, it's not over. But people move out of it. How many churches today just in Galveston County, there's no joy, there's no celebration of Jesus, there's no picking up of the spoil, there's none of that, there's just dead religion, just absolute dead religion. Yeah. 
that blesses nobody, has a form of godliness, but denies the power thereof. But I want you to know the joy of the Lord is your strength. And some of you are going to have to count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. You're going to have to count it all joy when the doctor says. You're going to have to count it all joy. Amen. When you look at your bank account. Come on, church. You're going to have to, you say, why? Because that begins your process of going to pick up the spoil. I said that begins your process of going to pick up the spoil. Now, the Bible says in Psalms 126, it says, When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, everybody say Zion. Zion is a type of the church. You can study that in Hebrews 12 and 13. Zion is a type of the church. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were as them that dreamed. We were as them that dreamed. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. Filled with laughter. And our hearts with singing. Anybody can laugh when the doctor looks at you and says, we can't find a tumor. Come on, church. Anybody can laugh when the check comes in the mail. And there it is. All the bills are paid. Glory to God. Anybody can do that. Anybody can do that. But I'm telling you, there's some walls in some people's lives that ain't going to come down until you get your shout and you get your joy. And you begin to make a decision. I've got a documentation of my provision, and I trust in the Lord with all of my heart, and I lean not into my own understanding. All my ways, I'm going to acknowledge Him. He will direct my paths. I am not trying to get something from my Heavenly Father. I'm just going to pick up the spoil in Jesus' name. I'm going to pick up the spoil. Everybody say, pick up the spoil. Say, I'm going to pick up the spoil. Say, I'm going to pick up the spoil. Say, I'm going to pick up the spoil. Now, people get really agitated when their definition of dignity gets violated. <laughs> Amen. We were in a meeting in Horton, Texas, and just had a great move of the Spirit of God. And people were laying all over the floor. There were people laughing and rolling and and bouncing off the wall. I, I know when, when, when we saw a lot of this in manifestation, we went to one church, remember that, where they had one-way signs all the way around the church? Because the Spirit of God hit the church, and the whole church, four or 500 people get up and start running around the church. Well, they didn't want to run in two ways because it created a train wreck. Amen? And then we'd love to go to West Columbia where Velma Hankin was, where you always know you were preaching good when Velma ran. She ran every one of my meetings. There'd go Velma. I'd say, glory to God. Plowing the ground deep. Amen. But we were in Wharton, Texas. And I'm telling you, it was just a great move of the Spirit of God. People were being blessed, being ministered to. And, and there was four guys that, that went to the back. And they were standing there with their arms crossed. And they had this look on their face, you know. The Bible says that the saints are preserved, not pickled. But these guys were pretty pickled. And so I thought, well, I'll just wait. Obviously, their wives were some of, some of the ones on the floor, you know. So I thought I'd just wade back there and see what they had to say about it. And so I went up to the biggest one. Always pick the biggest one. Amen. And, the biggest, and he's standing there like this. And I looked at him and I said, you think all this is just a big put on? 
just a big put on, don't you? And he went like this. And so I backed up about a step and I said, you're right. That's exactly what this is. This is a great big put on. What these people are doing is they're putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They're putting on laughter instead of tears. They're putting on a dance instead of a funeral march. Come on, church. They're putting on healing instead of sickness. They're putting on prosperity instead of poverty. They're putting on joy instead of depression. They're picking up the spoil of God. Amen? They say, well, you just can't go around acting like that all the time. Why not? What has acting like you've been acting got you? <laughs> Amen? you got to make a decision. Bless God, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I'm not going out of here with no strength. i got to have some strength to make it through Monday. i got to have some strength to make it through Tuesday. i got to have some strength to make it through Wednesday. Amen? So, so, so what happens many times is we expect some wave of a feeling to come. Now that happens. I've seen it in some of the most unusual places in some of the most unusual ways. The third time I went to Ireland, which would have, which would have been the first, second, third, spring of 1989, I preached in a, I think it was a school, I'm not sure, it was some type of either a community center or a school. And it was a room, it held 60 people, because I remember they told me there were 60 chairs and every chair was full. My back was literally against the wall. I could take my elbow like that and hit the wall. They had a music stand, like, like one of these black music stands. My Bible was on it, and I could put my hand over the top and put my hand on the head of the person in the first row. We're jammed in there, amen? Three doors on the left side, and on this side were all windows that folded out. There's not a lot of, uh, of air conditioning in Dublin. They just don't need it. I mean, you know, the average uh, summer temperature is like 75 or something. So, you know, they had those windows open, and I was preaching. I remember what I was preaching. I had Acts chapter 10, Elements Revival. Uh, Cornelius, a devout man, one that feared God with all his heart, gave much. And then I began to have this thought. How are you, how are you even going to give an altar call? Most of the people there weren't even saved. There may have, I don't know how many there were or were not saved. I don't know. How are you going to lay hands on any sick people? How are you going to minister to any? You know, how are you? you know. <laughs> so all the way in the back corner, the back row, the last seat next to the window, was this real precious little Irish grandma sitting there. And I could see a rustle, a rustling about her and all of a sudden, she just began to belly roll laugh. I mean, like she'd heard the funniest joke on the planet. And she began to laugh and laugh and laugh. Well, next thing you know, the next guy. And then the next guy. And then the next guy. And then the whole row. And then it just came like a wave at me. Whew, all the way up. And after it hit the, 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 the last row, that was it. I was like, oh, my God. And those people are laughing and laughing, and it came in waves. It, it'd go up, and it, it, people just, and then it died down. It'd go up, and it died down. And so one of the times when it, it kind of died down, a man raised his hand, and he said, can I say something? I said, I said why not? And, and he said, they, they call them, over there, they call them your windscreen, amen. 
Now, where's our Irish? she here today? Where's our Irish lady at? Oh, she was in the early service. You know, the windshield is the windscreen. Amen. Uh, the hood is the bonnet, and the trunk is the boot. The boot, the bonnet, the windscreen. So just now you're ready to go to Ireland. Amen. <laughs> so he said, I went through the windscreen with my shoulder, broke my shoulder, destroyed everything. I could not lift my hand, and now look. And he's waving his hand. Now, another lady, she said, my neighbor brought me. I've never seen anything like this, but I had pneumonia. And I wasn't, good, I wasn't supposed to even leave my house. And she kept saying, come tonight and you'll be healed. Come tonight. She said, I opened my mouth to start laughing, and I felt pneumonia come right out of me. Just left. Well, she ought to know she's the one that had it. And then person after person began to testify. A group over here just started speaking in tongues. They just received the Holy Ghost. Another guy came and got on his knees. He just moved the chairs out of the way, got on his knees and started repenting. I just stepped back and let the Holy Ghost do it. But that's different than what I'm talking about. You say, what do you mean? I go back to those meetings Brother Hagen held where they started out just by faith. They felt nothing. And Brother Hagen, the way he used to, it used to be just... Ha, 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 ha. He'd just stand there and go, ha, 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 ha. He'd stand. And I could tell people start getting irritated. He'd go, ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. He'd just keep going. And people say, is he going to shut up? Ain't that right? Somebody, how many, anybody in his meetings remember that? I know my family's been in all of them. I was told the early service about we were in Alexandria, Louisiana in one of his meetings. Lee and I were sitting up on the front row, and dad, my dad and mom were sitting about five rows back right in the middle of the church. And Brother Hagin came and touched Papa on the forehead with his finger, and Papa did a complete flip in the air and landed right back in his seat and didn't even know what he did. Well, that broke the whole place up right there because that's something Papa cannot do, amen, nor Brother Hagin, amen. But all God needs, I said all God needs, I said, all God needs is for someone to step out in faith. And if someone will step out in faith and believe God, he'll start picking up the spoil. Start picking up that spoil. Start picking up that spoil. You've got to make a decision. And the problem is we have, how can I say this? We talked about it earlier, the perimeters of dignity and our own inhibition. And that's really sad because Paul admonishes us in the book of Romans chapter 5, as you have therefore, as you have therefore yielded your members, servants to uncleanness, iniquity unto iniquity. Now, I don't know how good of a sinner you were. Amen. But from what Leah tells me, she was a great sinner. You say, what do you mean? What does that scripture mean? The way you got so drunk, the way you got so stoned, amen, was how? You had to use your members. You had to, you had to roll the joints. You had to drink the alcohol. You had to do all you had to use your members to bring an intoxicant into your own physical body. And Paul says, as you used to yield your members, is what? They were your servants. Actually, the real scripture says you were a slave to them. You were a slave to them. As you used to yield your members, 
servants to uncleanness. Even so now yield your members servants to righteousness, which produces holiness. So we come into services and we hear the word of God and we hear, yeah, you're supposed to be worshiping God. You're supposed to be picking up the spoil. You're supposed to be glorifying God. You're going to have to give God a laugh. You're going to have to give God a dance. You have to shout to the Lord to believe God. And most people do this. You think that guy really wants me to do something? <laughs> Amen. Because we've we've got so much religion, we're so we're so religiously geared instead of New Testament taught. And so about the most anybody would ever allow. The most. The most. This is the most was a touch from the Lord. Touch. <laughs> Amen. And then, anybody know the, the other, you know, this is what we offer up to him, is a cup. Here's my cup, Lord. Fill it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsty. And so we end up with what? Cup and touch mentality. Like, God, you know, I touch my shoulder. Okay, thank you. Thank you for touching my shoulder. Now I got a headache. Touch my head. No, don't touch my wallet. No. I didn't say you could touch my wallet. Amen. Then when it comes to God, how much do we need? How much do we want? Almighty God, creator of the universe. All that is, was, forever be. The I am of the universe. I got a cup. But when you study the Word of God, that's not what he provided. The Apostle Paul said it like this. I'm trying to apprehend that which apprehended me. I'm trying to get a hold. I don't want to touch. I want him to grab me and shake me and shake the world, the flesh, the devil out of me. And Jesus, he didn't talk about no cup. He talked about a river. And the thing with the cup is you can control a cup. You can do whatever you want to do with it. But you can't control a river. And what the Spirit of God wants to do is to throw you into a river where you don't have no control anymore, and He's picked up the control of your life. And in order to do that, you're going to have to break through some areas of your own life because it's all oh, it's so, so easy to do it at the ball game. It's all oh, so easy to do it when you catch a star tournament trout. It's all oh, so easy to do it when you have all these other things in your life, when the Cowboys score, when your box favorite boxer knocks the guy out or whatever it is. But, oh, it's so hard. And <laughs> but if I could have a feeling, Lord, if you could just give me a feeling, what was that song that guy sang? Can I borrow a feeling? That was a terrible song. Can I borrow a feeling? But we don't live by feelings. The just shall live by faith. And some of you, your adversary has stolen your joy. You say, how, how do you know that? It's written all over your face. You say, well, what do I do? You got to go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you say, now that you're just trying to get us to do something. Duh! Yeah. Duh! Did you get that? Whoa! 
I am trying to get you to do something. Let's just, let's just bring it all out in the open. Somebody has to recognize and realize Jesus has what? Spoiled principalities and powers, made a show of them openly, paraded them naked through downtown eternity, and left all this spoil. So you just got to go, ha, ha, ha. The devil says, what are you laughing at? I'm just going to pick up some spoil. Say, ha, 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 devil. Say, what are you talking about? Say, ha, 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 devil. Say, what are, you, what are you talking about? Say, you're defeated. Jesus is Lord. He's also my healer. Ha, ha, ha. By his stripes, I'm healed. Ha, ha, ha. Not only that, he's my prosperity. He's your prosperity. Oh, you ain't got no money. You've been broke all your life. You come from five generations of poverty. Ha, 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 devil. I'm going to bring Snoop is what I'm going to do. Because Snoop can do it. <laughs> Everybody needs a good parrot, amen. Because all they do is mimic what they hear. That's all they do is mimic what they hear. And when you realize that, what would your parrot sound like? What would, your par- what would your parents say? Mine says, ha, 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 let's go to church. Ha, 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 let's go to church. What would your parents say, amen? That's why nobody has us over to eat. I guess I got a parent. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that crazy church or not. I don't know what they are trying to. Some guy went there last week and tried to get me to laugh. I ain't got nothing to laugh about. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You've got deliverance. You've got righteousness. You've got peace. You've got joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's Romans 14. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, do's and don'ts. That's why everybody thinks it's a bunch of law, legal. You can't smoke. You can't drink. You can't smoke dope. You can't go to movies. You can't. Do this, do that. That's not Jesus. I preached that one time and somebody once said, Pastor said we could smoke dope. I didn't say that. That's just what you heard, amen. There's no have to's in our dispensation, there's only get to's. I get to come to church. I get to worship God. I get to glorify the Lord. And the righteousness, which is our right standing with God, which produces peace. Righteousness is a revelation. Peace is a manifestation, which is the wholeness of God in our life. But joy in the Holy Ghost is God's presentation of us to the world. To the world. You say, what do you mean? The world needs some joy. The world needs something to have some joy about. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and worship God. No, we glorify you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we worship you this morning. Lord, we glorify your name. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody thank the Lord this morning.
I tell you, I've heard people say, that people are a bunch of nuts. Well, at least we're salty nuts. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, it'll, 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 it'll grate on your religion. It'll grate on your, quote, self-imposed dignity. But I guarantee you, if you start releasing yourself to worship God when you don't feel like it, to laugh when there ain't nothing to laugh about, Look, it's easy to laugh when everything happens good and right, but it takes faith to laugh. And that joy will come to you. See, I stayed with it in the first service. I don't know how long I'm going to stay with it in this service. I stayed with it in the first service till the anointing came. Then the anointing came, people began to receive it. Because what, what crowds and congregations do is they resist it. They just resist and resist and resist because, you know, it's Labor Day weekend. And, man, we got reservations at the steakhouse at and a quarter to one, and, and you know, Aunt, Aunt May is coming in with, with Uncle Bob, and they're just going to sit there and criticize the government for two days till they leave. <laughs> hey, man, we got all these excuses, and well, I don't think that's dignified. Well, what do you know about dignity? Hey, man. And this was a move at one time. It was. I was in on it, preached it, went around and ministered it all over the world. Got in Brother Hagin's meetings, got in other guy people's meetings. But the problem is, God's trying to reawaken this in the church because the church has just fallen asleep. And the church has lost its joy. And the problem with losing your joy is you become just like everybody else. But listen, if you've got joy when there's no reason to have joy, that's an oddity in this world and in this day and this hour. And if you'll make a decision in your own heart, listen, I don't care what's going on in my life, how the devil's fighting, what he's trying to do to my finances, my body, my family, my marriage. I'll tell you what, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Then you'll, get, you'll tap into a supernatural strength that will cause you not to get discouraged or disconnected from courage. Because it takes some courage to stand for God. It takes some courage to continue to walk in faith. Hallelujah. Lift your hands one more time and worship God. Father, we worship you today. Oh, how we glorify your name. How we exalt you in this house. Lord, we magnify you. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we exalt you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Oh, we glorify your name, Lord. Come on, we're just going to take a few minutes and just glorify God. Just open your mouth, lift your hands. If you want to laugh, go ahead and laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Devil, you're a liar. Ha, ha, ha. Devil, you're defeated. Ha, ha, ha. I'm picking up the spoils. Oh, how I worship you, Lord. How I glorify your name, Lord. Oh, I shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. I shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. I shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. I shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. I shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. I shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah.
we glorify your name, Lord. We glorify your name, Lord. We glorify your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Where's that lady? She came, she came up and said this was her first time here. Are you still here? <laughs> After all this, you still here? Uh, are you still come here? Come here. I don't even know you. I'm gonna pick on you anyway. Is that all right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Just turn, turn and face me. Turn and face me. Now lift your hands up. Because you need a refreshing in you. A refreshing. The Bible talks about times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Amen. And that refreshing in Jesus. Yeah, now just let it sweep over you. Hallelujah. Now, for all the enemies tried to mess with your mind about, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) For what he's tried to do to your money, I just see a, a ha, ha, ha. And I just see something about the path of your life where the enemy has just tried to get you off on an exit and get you and you've just you've said no you have stubbornly stood your ground and said I'm not going that direction devil ha ha (laughs) is that okay is that all right come here Leah Leah's one of our biggest drunks around here (laughs) now lay hand there it is (laughs) now just minister that to her Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. You ain't got nothing to laugh about. There you go. Ha, ha, ha. Now, now, put your hands up. Ha, ha, ha. Now, yeah, there it is. Now, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. That's just how Snoopy sounds. <laughs> That's exactly how Snoopy sounds. <laughs> Let's go to church. Let's go to church. <laughs> With joy, you draw out of the well of salvation. I said, With joy, you draw out of the well of salvation. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, Leah, go lay hands on some of these other people because that anointing's on you. It's not on me. It was on me in the first service. Go lay hands on some of these other people. Thank you, Lord. Come on, receive it. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> to get you in too deep too quick. people do that. You got to take some steps in the flesh. That's your faith. That's your faith. I said, that's how your faith works. Now, see, we're going we're gonna to go in next week where it says in Romans, glory and tribulation, and learn what that glory is, because there's the glory of man, there's the glory of God. And the problem with man is he gives his glory to everything else but God. Everyone has glory. It's, some people have football glory. Some We always pick on the ladies. They have 75% off the shoe sale glory. Amen. But I'm telling you, on your worst day, on your worst day, when you get the worst report from the doctor, the worst that ought to be the day. And would you just come home and put your hands up and just go ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. 
Devil, you're a liar. Ha, ha, ha. Devil, you're not. I'm going to pick up my spoil in the name of Jesus. Just as those praisers and those worshipers went before. And then God sent ambushments. And I'm telling you, God will send ambushments against your enemies. And no matter what the enemies tried to steal from you or hold back from you, it's right there in your hands. It's right there in your hands. Lift your hands and worship God. We worship you, Lord. <laughs> we worship you, Father. Oh, how we worship you. Oh, we're, such, we're so grateful to you, Lord. 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 How we worship you, Father. How we glorify your name. Lord Jesus, we love you. Lord Jesus, we love you. Hallelujah. JB, is our, is our police officer still here? Look and see. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Tell him to step out just here where we can see him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just stand right there. Just, just walk up where I can see you. I want to tell you a story real quick. Just stand right there. How many love our police officers? Give them a hand clap. Now, this may be very strange to you or very different for you. I was in a meeting several years ago, and there was a detective from the Austin Police Department that was sitting actually on the second row. And the Lord spoke to me to tell this to him, that the protection of God was upon him. And that's really the only thing I, I sensed was to tell him was that. About a week later, he was in, a, in an investigation, and he ended up chasing this suspect down an alleyway, and this suspect drew down on him, had him. He said, I couldn't get to my, couldn't get to my, my, my pistol. He said, he had me. He said, he pulled the trigger, and the thing went Click. And he said, in the meantime, I had to, the, the, the officer had to, had, to, had to shoot the guy. But I just felt in my spirit to tell you, sir, that the hand of God's protection is upon you. That there is a supernatural protection upon you. I don't know who's prayed for you or who said anything about God to you in your life, but there's a supernatural hand upon you that you don't see. That, that, that it's going to help promote you in what you desire to be. But I just want you to know from us at Island Church, we appreciate you. But there is a supernatural hand of protection upon you. Amen. Praise God. Give him a hand clap of appreciation. Thank you, Lord. Woo, that's strong. Isn't God good? Praise God. Well, you love the Lord? Be sure now, sign up, men, for the fishing trip and all that we're doing. Be sure and invite somebody to church next week. Be a witness to people, amen. Share your love, share, your, share Jesus with them. The world needs Jesus, amen. amen. Father, we thank you as we leave today for your word, for your anointing, your strength, and your power. Lord, and we thank you for your protection upon us. We declare no evil befalls us, no plague comes to our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. We thank you, Father, whether we travel on the highways, the airways, the seaways, the railways, we are protected by Almighty God. In the righteous labor of our hands, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord God, that no accidents, no trauma, no terror of any kind, wicked plans of evil men or the devil himself, we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Father, we also thank you that we are witnesses unto you, bearers of your name. We are bearers of your name, ministers of reconciliation. Therefore, Heavenly Father, as we go out into the community, we recognize a door of utterance. 
Let us be an answer to prayer. A problem to the adversary. A miracle to somebody's life. Let, us, let the joy of the Lord in us, the joy of the Holy, let us be your presentation to this world. Let them see something in us that they cannot have without Jesus. We thank you for it, Father. Lord, we receive it by faith in Jesus' name. We leave today walking in faith and love towards you and love toward one another. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Have a happy Thank you for joining us. We trust you enjoyed the message today. For services and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.